Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this morning, Jay? I'm doing great. I'm I'm excited. We have new hats this week. That's cause Both for celebration. Ce- celebrating our new sponsorship, right? We went out and exactly. cashed the big check. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah, exactly. Success we're, hasn't we're, spoiled we're, us yet. We're, we're rolling in the dough now. <laughs> So we got a special guest joining us this week. We do. We have a a gentleman named Osh, and he's a YouTube partner development. And uh, he has some really great information about ways to use YouTube. And I'll let Osh kind of give you the background. But welcome to the show, Osh. Welcome. Hey, thanks uh, thanks to both of you for having me. Uh, Excited to be here. Excellent. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll give you just a quick quick kind of uh, background on myself. Uh, I am currently a partner manager at YouTube, kind of working specifically with music channels. Um, I guess the easiest way to describe my job is I'm sort of like a mix of like a therapist and a life coach for people uh, that that, uh, make music content on YouTube. So a lot of um, strategizing, just kind of being someone to bounce ideas so, so off ba- of. But... Basically, you're a manager because, Jay, isn't that the definition of what a band's manager yeah. basically is? Yeah, there's is? A, little, yeah. a little bit of babysitting going on there. Yeah, you're a little therapy. You're basically a mother to somebody, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in, in a sense, in a sense. Um, you know, it's it's not quite as involved as a you know full-time manager would be, but um, it's kind of like, you know, regular check-ins with all the people I work with, making sure that they're happy with everything that's happening. Um, and I'm also like super involved in music things outside of work. So, uh, I've been an editor for this music blog for the last six years called the music ninja. Oh, very um, cool. I haven't been doing quite as much writing recently, but I also host like a weekly new music radio show on an underground station here in San Francisco, um, called, uh, BFF.FM best frequencies forever. And so <laughs> I, I do, uh, I do a lot of kind of music stuff and I DJ around the city and stuff like that. So um, just generally huge music fan. Uh, and then I have sort of some experience working in account management and things like that, which sort of, uh, this, this, this role let me kind of combine both of those things, which is really cool. Well, one of the things I want to make sure we, we talk about is, you know, I, I reached out to you, um, about, you know, some clients that I have specifically a record label and you gave some really good, uh, input. I think there are a lot of things that people can do with YouTube that they're just not aware that they can yeah. do. Um, yeah. I know a lot of folks know that they can have a YouTube channel, which is great. Yeah. I know that they know they can, you know, increase their followers there. They can drive traffic. But tell us about a few a few ways that you think are kind of interesting now uh, for artists to kind of build their YouTube channel followers and views. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I think I think there's a big gap in general for independent musicians and kind of utilizing YouTube as a sort of way to reach out to fans and things like that. Um, and I would say, you know, for all artists, it doesn't necessarily make sense to spend all your time on your YouTube channel when you're first starting out. But it's really valuable to kind of uh, have YouTube in the back of your mind somewhere so that you're kind of owning your presence around YouTube because you're going to be there whether or not you create a presence there, even if you, you know, even if you are going through the right avenues to make sure that your music is claimed and things like that. Still, it's much nicer if all that traffic is, you know, coming to your channel and your channel is basically a place where you can promote anything you're doing. Um, so I would say the number, there's a number of things. I think the number one thing is, you know, you do have to engage with the platform on a regular basis, which is challenging for some people. 
Um, but I do think like it, it can pay off in the long run, ha having kind of full control over your presence on YouTube in general. So like as you grow, people are going to start searching for you more. Where do you want them to find you? Do, they want, do you want them to find you on like some fan uploaded video or do you want them to find you on your channel where they can subscribe and then kind of be notified about things you're doing? Um, as far as like new features, you know, I, I think I think that's the baseline is that like, you know, people just have to sort of recognize that they need to engage with the platform a little more frequently to get some returns, just like you would yeah. any other social media. Yeah. Um, and I think there is a impression that um, YouTube is for highly edited, you know, stuff that you would uh, put up in a movie theater or something that's like super good quality <laughs> trailers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think. Um, the reality is like the people that are successful on YouTube outside of music are these creators who are uploading videos every single day and engaging every single day. Now that's not realistic for artists, but like I do think there's a lot of opportunities to try different things with a channel to sort of incentivize people to want to become part of that specific social media outlet. Um, and, and I think one of the things we were talking about yesterday that's been a, a big uh, big release that we've put that's that really works towards this issue of like not having uh, the right format for musicians on YouTube, which I think is sort of a problem. Um, and we released a new uh, feature recently, which is sort of like mobile live streaming. So uh, for example, I mean, this is available on all other sort of social media platforms, um, sure. but the, the nice, I think the nice side to it is that it ties into everything else you might be doing on your channel and kind of like convinces people to become part of your sort of mailing list, which is your subscribers. Um, and the mobile live feature is just something that, you know, a lot of artists I see used in different ways, um, whether it be just like a fan chat Q&A base level type thing or something that's more actually like promoting a big release. So you have a big release coming out, like you do a live stream to really get people people's eyes on the channel before the release. Because the biggest mistake I think artists make is waiting. You have a release, you go on tour for six months to a year, you don't put anything on your YouTube channel, and then you have another release, and then you're surprised that there's nobody there to watch it. Right, right. right. So you had mentioned something to me, Osh, about that mobile live, that when you do something like that, if someone's looking at, and correct me if I, I'm uh, misstating yeah, no, this, but no, it no, sounded no. like if somebody's looking at some of the videos that are maybe in your channel, that that mm -hmm. mobile live will show up on that right side. Yeah, it's totally. So. Yeah, that's correct. So, like, to to compete with you know all these other services that really push the notifications like to to the point where like you're kind of tired of getting them. But <laughs> like like we definitely have tried to surface it like more broadly across YouTube. So like um, like you said, it'll show up in the right rail of suggested videos. Um, there's more notifications around it. Uh, more more likely to be featured like um, somewhere on the homepage because we have sort I'm of. I'm sorry. Can you tell stuff. people what the right rail is? Just yeah, so they're totally. on the same page. So if if you're yeah. if you're a YouTube user, uh, just like when you're watching a video on the right side of the page you'll see suggested videos um, and there's also a suggested video experience within like the mobile app um, and so if you are watching um, let's say uh, let's say a band you really like is doing a, a live stream if you're watching one of their videos on YouTube automatically on the right side you'll know immediately that they're live that's awesome that's so it's, awesome. It's That's a, a rabbit hole for me. That that right rail yeah, man. It really is. I go in. You go in to watch a video, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that was there. And then you click on yeah. that, and then there's another. And then next thing you know, two hours have gone by, and you have no friends. Yeah, yeah. YouTube's kind of amazing for that, like <laughs> underground music discovery. Um, yeah. And I actually don't know if I fully appreciated it until I was working here, and and like was like, oh wow, like I, you know, I'm I'm into I'm out into all sorts of music, but I really like house music, and there's a lot of house releases that were never released. Uh, you know anywhere besides vinyl right so a lot of those you can actually only like hear somewhere on youtube so i would always go yeah. down rabbit holes with that and just find yeah. so much let, stuff let, that let, I let, me, let me ask you about the the live feature because i was just reading that it's it, it currently has only been rolled out 
for channels that have 10,000 or more subscribers. Is that mm -hmm. still the case? That is the case, yeah. So, so do, they're, you, know, they're do you know what the rollout plan is? Because, you know, uh, you know, a, a lot of young artists, I mean, 10,000 is, is like so yeah. far in the distance. It they is. can't even think about, you know, they're trying to get to 10. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Um, so I, we don't have any like roadmap or I don't have any like dates on it. Um, what I would say is as far as like if you're on a label or something like that or with a network or anything on that front, then you'll get access to it regardless of your subscriber base. That's a good base. point. Yeah, but but I but I do agree that you know for a completely independent artist, yeah, it's not going to be uh, available tool, unfortunately. Hey, Osh, let me touch on that just and for a second that, because you yeah. had told me about that, yeah. and I thought that was really interesting. So, if you've got a distributor, you've got a label, you know, management company, whatever it is that you're under this umbrella of, if they've got ten thousand followers, then you can do some of these things that he's mentioning, and we can touch on this a little bit more, Osh, like the creator space and some of these mm -hmm. other things that you can touch on. So even if you don't have 10,000, uh, you're shy of that. Maybe if you're on a small label that does, you can qualify. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so if you're, if you're, uh, working with a, with even like a smaller distributor, just somebody who has, you know, that, that type of, um, following, then that can help. But, but I do, I do see your point absolutely on that. I think, um, it's something that needs to be rolled out more broadly, but they kind of like to do, especially with live, just because live is very sensitive in the sense that, um, a lot of things that are, um, I guess not kosher or right, right. Uh, things that you know. <laughs> you gotta, right? you gotta, so we want to kind control of, what people what are trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and if you let like a channel that just created their account live stream, then that opens up opportunities for people to do like all sorts of things. But I do, right. I do believe it'll be rolled out more broadly um, down the line. Uh, we're just kind of doing this as a pilot to see like what kind of success we see. Um, and it has. has it, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I was just gonna say, um, what do you think a good um, frequency is now. You were saying that well, they, some people can't post, you know, every single day. Some can, yeah. Um, yeah. But if you're an artist and you're trying to grow your following, would it be safe to say that you should probably post something every week or so and just keep people engaged and keep a communication going? Or yeah, do you think so, that? Go ahead. Totally. I think I think I would say. I mean, a week a weekly upload is is absolutely ideal. I mean, that's it's awesome if you can do that, right? And I, I don't think it's necessarily realistic. And I also think you have to keep in mind like how big your audience is, right? So if your audience isn't there at all yet, again, like coming back to the five, 10 subscriber person, in that case, really what you want to focus on is all the normal things you do as far as getting your music out there. You want to get your videos embedded on blogs, publications, things like that. You want to use, you know, any any following you have to get the, that content shared. Unless it's like, a, unless you're a cover artist or you do covers or remixes, um, that's sort of a different avenue through which you can really get discovery through YouTube. But I would say, you know, once you hit you know, let's say once you hit like a thousand subscribers or 500 even who are kind of like checking your channel recently, then that's when you want to think about, okay, what is my sort of programming strategy for this channel? What can I do that's easy to replicate? Um, and I can do it on a regular basis. And to your uh, point, it doesn't have to be super high production, right? Absolutely I mean, not, yeah. We, we put together a pseudo video, and we can talk about this in a second. We put together a pseudo video for an artist recently that costs next to nothing. You know, it's just mm -hmm. basically the album cover and the instant grad track, right? Mm -hmm. We put it up. Rolling Stone did an article yesterday, the top 10 bands you need to know. 
And there it was, our artist with, and they posted our pseudo video at on YouTube. It was fantastic. Yeah, and and that's the that's the ownership aspect, right? You know, you own that traffic, which is which is huge, and it's really important because then people are directed back to the channel, then they're directed back to the artist um, or whoever it is that's posting the video. So I think I think that kind of comes back to the initial point of you want to own your presence online, um, and and YouTube is YouTube is where people go when they want to share a song with somebody. Right. And right. so if you can, if you can own that traffic, people are aware of the fact that you have a channel you know, um, and that you're uploading. You're, you're, you're so right about owning that traffic. But one of the things that I'm sure all three of us can say, we see this so much is people upload videos and they look at YouTube more as, I don't know, a holding spot for videos. Yep. It's, it's not yep. a, in, in their Absolutely. mind, it's not a social network. So mm-hmm. they don't, they don't properly upload and set up that video. Yeah. You own yep. the traffic, but the description says IMG five seven three four two dot move. Yeah. The descript the description field says uploaded via something. Yeah. And there's yeah. no, no and, metadata. And there's no metadata. Yep. So could you could you talk real briefly to the mm-hmm. real importance of those like three things the title yeah. the description and the keywords absolutely um yeah i mean that's something that when you're uploading like a music video or something you really don't think about um but you know i, I guess i can give some sort of uh insider tips on on what we tell people um so you know t- the number one way people are going to find you is through search or suggested videos and the only way in which we can effectively do that is if you're providing us all the metadata that is necessary to sort of make the connection. And, and metadata, just to be clear, is, is yeah. text that you enter. What's yes. in the video itself is not metadata. YouTube yes. can't read the text that you put yeah. in as a, a JPEG overlay. Or... <laughs> yeah, can't read yeah. the lyrics in the lyric video. Yeah. Um, it's the text that you upload Absolutely. in these various fields is the metadata. Yes. So, so definitely I recommend, yeah, I mean, your, your title for, for songs is relatively straightforward. Um, but for like a description, right, you want to make sure that your description is, is full of any keywords that are sort of related to your, to your song, whether it's genre, whether it's just a vibe and you write like a nice organic, like two to three sentence description, because something else with the description outside from it being really important for search. Um, it also shows up when someone's scrolling through like search results, right? You see the title, you see the thumbnail and you see the first few lines of the description there. And it actually makes a difference. I think in telling the story of, of what you want with the video, so it, it ties things together. Um, and as far as like keywords and tags go, um, I would say that you know tags are still important, but I would more think of them as like a catch-all for anything you can't kind of organically include in your description. Got it. Uh, and as far as you know, one other thing I, I will mention too is that thumbnails are super important as well. Um, extremely important. Like we a see cus- like a, a huge difference. Thumbnail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uploading something, you know, what we've seen, honestly, that, that does really well. It's like, like if you're an artist, like a close-up of yourself singing the song or playing your guitar, because like that's what people are drawn to is more people and faces than they are. Like, sure. Sure, your album artwork, I'm sure, is great. But like, you know, th- that's what people are drawn to on YouTube is people and personalities. Um, and that's where the, the sort of frequent upload schedule also expands on that. Um, and I, I think there is a little bit of a dissonance, though, because a lot of artists are introspective and don't necessarily want to be that person. And so that's fair. And, you know, that's something that is okay to work around as well. Yeah. I think that thumbnail is really important because a lot of times, you know, it's going to be in a very small thing and you don't want a very, you know, 
small picture in there and i know exactly. that i'm attracted to videos that i see you know when the head is larger and you can kind of see who it is and also touching on you know kind of the the metadata in the description i get frustrated sometimes when i see people who either omit the metadata the description the tags but but even worse sometimes they'll put uh, a pre-order link and that'll be the first thing that they'll put in there so that yeah, comes up as their description and you know i, I think people want to know why it's compelling and yes, if you can put yes. some interesting things in those first few it's kind of like the subject for an email it can exactly. make the difference exactly exactly so so back to the social social media aspect of youtube that it's not just a place to store hold and share videos um, isn't YouTube also rolling out an enhancement that's turning the channels into more of a social network where where, where fans can share yeah, so, and, and, and do more than just what you have right now, which is basic commenting? Yes, yes. So there there is a slow rollout of, of that feature. Um, it's called like a community tab where, where artists and individuals who have channels can actually make posts on YouTube as well. Um, and that's something that subscribers can sort of opt in to be notified about those posts as well. It's still kind of in the early stages, but the mobile live feature is actually kind of a part of that whole um, that whole concept. So there that that is that is something in the in the um, pipeline, I suppose, and it is in beta with a few channels. Okay, so if I, you're, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, so the important thing to keep in, keep in mind through all this is. YouTube has always been, but it's really reinforcing now. It's a social network. Just mm -hmm. like all of your other social networks that you feel are mm -hmm. really important, YouTube yep. is too, and you need to be on there engaging and interacting with the fans as they leave comments, and you've got to reply back mm -hmm. to them. You can't ignore I, – I, I don't know why. Maybe you've got – I'm sure there's probably insights <laughs> and studies into this. Why people have just chosen to look at YouTube and go, well, I'm not going to deal with the comments on YouTube. But I deal with yeah. comments on every other social network. For some reason, YouTube, they're like, nah, it's, I don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> I think I think YouTube has the, the aura of like, you know, you just drop your videos off. It's like a parking yeah. lot. And you leave yeah. them there and whatever happens to them happens. If you need to share your song, it's an easy way for you to do it. Um, and I think, you know, I would definitely say that's in part, you know, YouTube's fault also, right? Like it's not, it's not completely... Um, it's not completely on the artists to, to kind of well, know that. That, that is how on. YouTube started. I mean, when it yes, very exactly. first started, it wasn't just, let's post your videos here. Exactly. So, it, you know, I, I do understand that, you know, as, as these large companies and websites evolve and grow, um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge yeah. to, to make everybody understand where you are today versus where you were a decade ago. Yeah, yeah totally. I think people are getting more savvy too. At least the people that I deal with, they're starting to really see the power uh, of YouTube. Um, Osh, talk a little bit about you know a musician, a band. They have their channel, and there are a couple of things on that channel. You've got the banner across the top, and some artists are now putting kind of an intro little video that describes sure. kind of for new fans going there what they're all about are there things like that i mean how important are those things yeah i mean i think they're i think they're super important um the cut basically the customization of your the layout of your channel uh because it, again it's it's really just a place to promote whatever is important to you right so by 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 taking control of that channel, and I'll talk. I can talk through just really quickly, like your banner, for example. Your banner should should be highlighting your upcoming release or the tour you're currently on. 
And actually within the banner, you can put some links up there that link to like pre-orders or link to your website if you have like tour dates on there. So like have that be right, you know, front and center. Um, then below that, like you said, there's a trailer video that for anyone who's not subscribed to the channel will play automatically when they get there. So it's totally fine to make that your most recent single or something like that. Um, but some people also like to make it like a, hey, like, welcome to my channel, give you a little bit of info on what you can find. And then you scroll down and there's sections are kind of horizontally laid out where there is playlists, right? So if I was a fan of, of a band and I went to their channel, there's kind of two possible experiences. One could be I go to the channel and I just see the sort of auto-generated feed. These are all the videos they've, they've published and I just kind of scroll down and try to find what I'm looking for. Or I get to their page, know exactly like when their new album's coming out, scroll down, there's like an album, that, there's an album you can listen to um, right below. There's, you know, tour videos, those sorts of things all laid out. So like I know not only not only can I find what I'm looking for, but I know what this channel is offering. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think that's a big part of it. And I think just yeah. like your homepage on any other social media outlet, you want it to be, um, you know, reflective of your brand. And, 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 and in that sense, I would say that traffic you're going to get on your channel page isn't going to be huge, but anyone who ends up there is either a fan or a potential fan. So um, from yeah. that perspective, you want to make it a good experience. Listen, let, Talk well, a little well, bit about, say, well, sorry, well, Michael, well, go, go sorry ahead. about that. Talk about playlists just a, a second. You sure. touched on that a second ago, and and I think it's an area that is known with maybe younger folks. I have mm -hmm. a couple of uh, teenagers, um, yeah. 17 and 18, and they've been doing this for years. Their number <laughs> one streaming service for music is YouTube and has been. They create playlists. They share playlists. They go to other people's playlists. But I think for maybe some folks they don't understand the power of YouTube playlists. Can you, can you touch on playlists a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so, so I think that the number one metric that YouTube looks at for how they're going to, how your videos are going to rank in search and discovery, et cetera, is, is what we call watch time. Um, and like its name suggests, it's literally just the amount of time people spend watching your videos. Um, and the reasoning behind that is, is pretty simple. We just want to make sure that people are engaged with your video, right? I mean, you could have a really great title and thumbnail. Someone clicks in the video. If they bounce off of it in five seconds, that's probably not a video we want to recommend. Mm -hmm. um, so with that in mind, right, your channel watch time as a whole is super important. Your video watch time as a whole is super important. So if you can drive people into playlists, um, then you know, you're able to sort of boost your watch time in a really easy way. Uh, and so creating and organizing a really positive viewer experience where there's an end screen at the end of the video, somebody clicks on it, it's a playlist of similar songs that you have. Now, something else that I think is lesser, even lesser known than that is that session time is really important on YouTube. Um, and that's just the amount of time you spend watching videos. Uh, and so if you were, if, if you created a playlist and maybe you had three of your videos sprinkled throughout and then it was like, oh, my other favorite artists, um, actually, if you can get people into that playlist, it's actually also beneficial for your channel because it means that we're putting the right videos together. Um, and so it's, so it still kind of reflects positively on your channel and, you know, still helps watch time with those few videos maybe that you're sprinkling throughout. So, um, you really just want to think about it as an experience, right? Like if you're a viewer, how can you, how can you drive them into an experience that's positive and enjoyable? Obviously there's, there is sort of, um, uh, algorithmic advantages to that, but I think it's more, it's more beneficial as, as a YouTuber creator to always think about the viewer experience and how you can make it the best experience because our goal is to reward creators that give a good viewer experience. And so that's, that's rather than thinking about it, like, how can I make my watch time higher? Like, just think about, like, how can I make this a really positive experience for Got anyone it. who's come and watch my videos? 
Let, let, let me ask you what I was going to say is while, while you're captured here and I've got your ear, one of the, <laughs> the, one of the most, I'll just spit it, the most annoying things as somebody who manages channels for people is creating the header images for a channel. Because it's one graphic, I'm sure you've heard this, it's one yeah. graphic that fits a million different device sizes. So, mm -hmm. you know, for the, you know, you've got to fit it within, it's got to be a giant image, but the artwork's got to yeah. fit within a small, I got to tell you that, and I hear this all the time from <laughs> artists who I don't work with, that is such a pain to fall into that template, sure. make it fit, get it perfect, you know. <laughs> I, Boy, I, 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 I got. I got to tell. I got to tell you. If I could just no, upload mean, an image and make and go, it would save so much time. No, I mean, I. That, that is. That's a great point. Um, there are like specs that we have in our like in our help center about it, but I mean, yeah. I think it's a major problem, not just on. I mean, Facebook has a similar problem with their banner images, things like that. Um, yeah, I mean. It's good feedback. I, I, I can't yeah. I can't really like oh, give any tips. Believe that'll make me, it better, I, I've I've gone into it. your your specs document and I've down you know you, still, you, YouTube yeah. gives you a PSD Photoshop file yeah. template, but it, you know it's filled with all these guides, meaning the image has got to yeah, fit within like here in order to work on mobile, yeah. and then within here to work on TV to work yeah. on your laptop, and it's just like Absolutely. I can't make one image properly fit everything that's what it comes down yeah. to is yeah no, you know I, mean, I end up i think I, and i'm probably speaking for most people i end up just ignoring tvs and everything else because i you just can't you can't fit one graphic into a catch-all yeah i think i would fit put the most emphasis on 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 mobile on and mobile, desktop desktop yep. yeah yep. i would imagine what 70 percent, 80 percent of youtube views are mobile is that roughly accurate um around yeah i mean maybe slightly less you know worldwide but something around there yeah it's probably probably yeah. true and, I, and you can also like check for your own channel right and my, are most of my viewers coming on mobile or, or desktop um from your analytics so i I, yeah. I i think that's definitely i mean among many pain points with YouTube for artists, to be honest, and and I think I, I'm totally open to hearing people's like feedback because I, yeah. you know, I, I, I work mean, with partners. I, honestly, that's probably my things. only. That's my only real pain point. It's just you know when when, yeah. when it comes There's to preparing a pre-order and then switching to the album release, then tour. I yeah. just I dread the day where I've got to change the banners <laughs> on YouTube. And yeah, and I think you know to your point, Ash, you really need to look at your YouTube channel on an iPad, on a PC and a Mac, and on a mobile device, and you know iOS and Android. I mean, you should kind of look and see what your things look like online anyway, right? I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's sort of a due diligence with any social media, right? Like, like you know, I if, if I'm doing an event and on Facebook and I post the image and then I check for my photo, I'm like, oh, wait, this looks nothing like what I thought it was going <laughs> right. to look like. And then you have to change everything up. So, I mean, I, I totally, um, totally feel the, feel the pain there. And I think it's, I think, I think a YouTube channel is really a time investment. And that's something else that I think is challenging for a lot of up and coming artists. Yeah. Um, I've been and, having, oh, go ahead, yeah. finish. No, no, you're good. I was just going to say, I've been having a lot of fun. There's, I'm sorry, there's a slight delay in, in my audio. That's why I keep walking over the top <laughs> no of you worries. guys. So I'll just, 
I'm caffeinated. I'll just calm down. <laughs> anyway, one of the things I've been having a lot of fun with lately, and and Osh, you you turned me on to this, and I'd love to have you kind of talk to to this a little bit. Is the YouTube for artists? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great stuff there. Um, can you can you kind of speak to you know the resources there and insights and just kind of what that's all about? Totally. So this is a relatively new site that we launched, um, and and it's actually part of a. I can tell you like a broader initiative to really work closer with artists directly and have artists directly engaging on their channels. Um, but this, this is a feature called, uh, yeah, the art YouTube for artists. You can find it at artists, plural.youtube.com. And what it has is it has resources. So it just has like getting started on YouTube, best practices for artists. But I think the coolest thing about it is the, um, the charts feature. Uh, there's two two kind of data-driven features that are cool. The, the charts feature, which basically at any time you can see what's charting on YouTube, so what's been really popular. And there's multiple tabs in there. And the other really cool one is actual the viral videos, um, which mm -hmm. will, as opposed to showing you, you know, it'll be a lot of top 40 in that in that first initial chart, things like that. The viral will show you basically based on um, their their kind of. Uh, I guess growth in viewership re recently, so more yeah. more kind of dense viewership, and a lot of that is like up and coming artists, people that you may not have heard of, things like that. Things that are um, exploding, exactly. Yeah. And if if you were like, it's a really cool resource for a lot of reasons. You know, for people that are like cover artists and things like that, it's a super good place to look for like, oh, what's what's happening now that I should be mm -hmm. kind of jumping. Yeah, on. yeah. Um, but also for just kind of understanding, you know, what's currently popular on YouTube. Now the other yeah. feature that's that's maybe even cooler is the insights tool. Yeah, which, that's my favorite again, part. Yeah, that's which again isn't cool. isn't quite rolled out to everybody. Um, and right. the, the, the creator needs to have basically some of their content uploaded into Content ID because that's kind of how it's how it's put together. Right. Uh, but basically, what the insights tool does is it actually aggregates all viewership of your songs across YouTube, and it'll give you a list of like your top ten songs. And um, it's not just like a, it's not it's not videos. It's actually like any occurrence of that song around YouTube. So let's say somebody uses it in their cat video, and that gets ten thousand views. That's going to go towards your view count. So you can really get a sense of what your most popular songs on YouTube are. Um, the other side to it also is it has city level data which you don't find in YouTube analytics as far as how yeah. popular are, what cities are the most popular in, which is So you super can sort helpful. by date, like a time period, as well as a certain market. Exactly. It's super cool. One of the things I was curious about is I noticed that there are some artists, I know it's not fully you know, launched yet, but there, some artists aren't there yet. Um, some are, is there a line like 10,000 and above are there yet, or is it just you're getting there when you get there? The line is more related to your distribution. Um, because if you're distributed via, um, you know, let's say the orchard or something like that, then chances are pretty high that you'll be on there because your content is sort of indexed, um, into our, um, I guess our digital distribution, uh, tool on the backend tool. So it's, it's largely dependent on that. I mean, the other thing is it's just kind of being rolled out slowly. So, I mean, yeah. there's always chances that people don't show up there. Um, but like, I've actually found the opposite, Osh. I, I have several clients through the Orchard, and I found I couldn't find a lot of the ones from the Orchard. Maybe it's just because they're uh, a little bit smaller artists. Um, but uh, I noticed that some of the other artists that maybe were a little bit more known, you know, those were easier to find. But, uh, but that's interesting. Maybe they just... Um, I would imagine you're going after kind of the bigger volume first, right? I mean, if some of these have, mm -hmm. you know, smaller followers, it's, you know, kind of the long tail. Yeah, I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix of both. So I think yeah. they have to have content mixed in. And then they also, you know, I, 
there's no strict threshold on it that they've communicated with us. At least. They're kind of just like, oh, if you have someone you're working with that wants to be on there, like we can look into it. But they haven't really um, given us – we don't get that many details from the yeah. engineering team. I've had a lot of fun with it, man. I mean the, the charts, as you mentioned, and the insights, uh, I encourage you know any artist to go in there and look themselves up um, and look up your favorite artists. And it's just interesting to see the kind of data – um, it might be surprising. I mean, I found that there were some of my artists that were so much more popular outside of the U.S. When their their social imprint is more popular in the U.S., mm-hmm. their YouTube views were more popular in other territories. I thought that was yeah. super interesting. Yeah, it can open up a lot of opportunities. Ash, you know, but before we before we wrap up, I would love it if you could address I don't know your views or 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 just what you feel the. Obviously, the big thing in video right now is YouTube versus Facebook video. I mean, it's there's there's <laughs> no there's no question that Facebook video is making a sure. hard push on everybody to do video. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. I mean, can you address why why people shouldn't give up? Don't give up on YouTube. I mean, <laughs> you know what what what's going yeah, on? Totally. How, how how are how are you? dealing with that now how's youtube addressing this i i have quite a few thoughts on it um the first thing i would say is facebook video is very immature they haven't been doing video for 10 years um in the sense and this is not even a knock on on facebook video it's more so that facebook video gives you something that you don't get on youtube which is instant gratification um they are able to sort of put videos in your newsfeed and they're kind of favored in the newsfeed and so when people scroll through they might just the video just starts playing and eventually that starts that counts as a view um which is kind of the opposite approach that youtube takes which is the most conservative possible approach to views because we want to kind of give people the most realistic number um and so i can totally understand why you would why you would use facebook video and actually think that you should um if you're an artist because you should take advantage of this opportunity that facebook's basically giving you to get exposure but it's Um, different though right ash i mean like i had read that um facebook videos like something like almost 80 percent of them are watched with the sound off you know they're they're in in the feed so youtube i don't know anybody who watches youtube with the sound off yeah i think (laughs) and i think i think i'll i guess i'll i'll kind of getting to the YouTube side of things, I think the the advantages that YouTube has is um, Facebook video is very uh, ephemeral. Um, so you post a video, it's going to get a bunch of views in your first couple of days, and then no one's really searching for your video on Facebook at that point because that's what's YouTube's point. big advantage is uh, being a search engine. Um, you can have content from two years ago that's still getting millions of views uh, you know, a year. And uh, people are searching for video on YouTube because that's what it's for. Um, I think, you know, I think the another major... Uh, major difference is the um, digital rights management. There's absolutely no, as of yet, no no way of if you're an artist making sure that someone's not ripping off your video and re-uploading or it getting compensated, right? Yeah, like getting compensated. ID. I, I, I would I would add that I am now encountering more and more Facebook um, saying you can't upload that because somebody has claimed the rights to it. Now, That's listen, it, it's very easy. All they do is say. If you still want to continue to upload this, click the OK button that you own the rights to it, and you click OK, <laughs> and pass, you're pass off and running. <laughs> you're off and running. Yeah, um, OK, now but, it's a problem. But, but to your point, there is zero compensation happening on Facebook videos. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the, the most glaring difference. 
But I think that YouTube is just, like I said, just a mature video platform. That being said, I think if you're an artist and I mean, Facebook's going to be more likely to give you more impressions if you upload a video, then by all means, you should you should take advantage of that. One thing that I that I do a lot of times recommend because, you know, I work with channels and they're like, well, how can I because when I post a link to YouTube to my Facebook page, like that doesn't get seen by anybody. But when I post a video, it does. So a lot of times what I say so that you can kind of get the advantage of, of course, monetization and growth of your YouTube channel. Um, I'll, I'll generally say like maybe post like a teaser of, of your video on your Facebook channel so that you get the advantage of Facebook video and then put a link to the full video in the description. So you get people back to your channel Good idea. again. Like I, I, I would never like sit here and like advocate, like you need to use one or the other or like Facebook video is bad. Um, but I do think that the way that they're rolling out video is not conducive to something that's particularly sustainable. Um, and, and maybe down the line, I think they're, they're a huge company. They have tons of resources to sort of improve the platform. And, um, and yeah, so I think, so I think they, they have advantages there and I think they have advantages of, of the newsfeed and people's use of the newsfeed currently. Um, yeah. I just think that, uh, currently as a, as a sort of overall video platform, the experience is much more fo- focused on, you know, ephemeral instant gratification. Yeah, that's that. fair. That's um, fair. I mean, I think, to your yeah. point, nobody searches for a video on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, it's, so it's just a different ecosystem. Would 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 it? You know, I I think that what what we're saying here is it's not a case of one or the other. It's definitely mm-hmm. both, but it's Absolutely. it's it's the challenge everyone's fighting right now is what is the strategy of how do I use both? I have yeah. a brand yeah. new music video. Do I debut at the same time on Facebook and YouTube? But then, yeah. what's the point of sharing a YouTube video? onto Facebook if I just posted the full video onto Facebook. Yeah. And 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 to your point about how it's Facebook is much more integrate instant gratification is it maybe a case of if it's a video clip that you don't really care about being searched a year from now dump that into the Facebook Facebook ecosystem yeah. because if it's if it's literally a video you're putting up today that just is something related today and is dead tomorrow it yeah. doesn't doesn't maybe it doesn't pay that faith that YouTube would return it in a search result two years from now. Is that does that yeah, make I mean, sense? I, yeah, no, I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. I mean, I've never I've never necessarily thought of it that specific way, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think it's it's I think it's very strategic. You know, I think your Facebook channel, your Facebook page is um, could be something filmed on your phone, for example. Like, hey guys, quick update on X Y Z. Like, you know, that, that doesn't necessarily that's kind of conducive to the Facebook atmosphere, like giving people like a status update, right? right via sure. Video. Um, whereas, yeah, I think I think on YouTube, it's it's definitely much more um, thinking about yeah content that people might be searching for, content that like your fans would like. That's that's unique. That's not going to sort of become um, irrelevant in a few days right like you know any behind the scenes like you know vlog type content things like that i think are are fit really well on a youtube channel um and i think we're moving towards you know status updates also being a thing on youtube as well but i think that's that's a little bit further down the line and requires a lot of shift in the way that both viewers and creators see the platform so um so I do think, yeah, I do think, I think you're right in thinking it's a mix and, and, and just thinking strategically about it. Be like, well, this video, you know, this is a music video I have coming out. Sure, it'll get 100,000 views, you know, on, on my Facebook if I post it right now, you know, in a, in a few days. But if I post it on my YouTube channel, you know, it's going to keep getting tens of thousands of views down the line. And so maybe I post a short preview and, and include a link to the full video in the description. Um, 
And, you know, maybe it's like, I have a quick announcement I want to make, but it's, you know, no one's going to care about this announcement in a month. So how about right. I just kind of like say, hey, my new album's yeah. coming out. Like, what's up? Like, just want to let you guys know. So that makes sense. I, I, I guess Facebook has the, the most casual video, I guess is what I would say is, is really good for Facebook. And then, you know, when you're putting your stuff together, that's more highly edited, that you're proud of, that you want to monetize. Um, I do think it's a combination of the two, but I think YouTube is, is kind of currently kind of the front runner for that. Yeah. Um, Ash, how can people reach out to you? How do you know if somebody wants to have you work with them? Is that something they can reach out to you, or are you assigned clients? Yeah. How's it work? Yeah, it's it's a mix. Um, so we do get assigned some people or passed along from different team members. Um, we're able to sort of scout talent if we see someone that's that we think is really promising. Um, I would say we generally don't work with people that are under. Um, ten thousand subscribers. We do a lot of. There's a lot of oppor- There's a lot of resources available for you at that level. So, like the artist YouTube page, uh, YouTube for artists page is really helpful. Um, there's so many resources online to learn from because we're we're very conscious of the fact that you know we can't work with everybody. Um, there's the YouTube Spaces in Los Angeles and New York uh, that have a lot of open courses for for people. Uh, anyone who has a YouTube channel, basically. How come they don't have um, one in San Francisco? You would think there'd be one in the Bay Area where they have Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, the interesting thing is there's not that many YouTube creators that are based in the Bay Area that, mm. that we found. Not a lot, not a ton. Um, that are sort of traditional creators, whereas LA is like really the sure. hub. Like, you know, everybody out there is a YouTube creator. Sure. Um, so so I think I think it was just the market really. Uh, we do have a little studio space actually in our office here in San Bruno. Um, that artists, we have had some artists come in and record sessions here. But um, the third resource I would say is a Creator Academy. So the Creator Academy, YouTube for Artists, um, and, and the Spaces, if you're in one of those markets, I think are the three best places if you're sort of under 10K. Um, once you get to the 10K mark, there's actually a, and I can send over the link if maybe you include it with a description or something, but there is a, we do have like a public facing page for my team where you can sort of fill in an application and kind of get get uh opportunity to work with an account manager um outside of that yeah i think i think that that's that's probably the best the best advice i could give because um i am not necessarily at liberty to take on like yeah um, yeah you know i want to i want to uh, make sure people <laughs> feel like oh let's just email ah she's gonna start working with me. Like, <laughs> yeah no, no, you, I mean, you, I, you've I, got I, one video on your channel and two followers it's like uh yeah i think too early I think we, we kind of we kind of look for people that have already put some work into their channel so that we know that they're kind of taking it seriously and you know want to hit the ground running as much as possible <laughs> right right great well this has been a super fascinating uh conversation ash thanks so much for uh coming and talking with us absolutely it's I my appreciate pleasure it, appreciate it this is great info i mean I, I i sort of feel like you know as long as youtube has been around it's one of those things where artists just don't quite understand yeah. how to really <laughs> use it how it, to it, really it, get the most out of it. it? It really is a mystery, man. And I, I think I've, I've been learning myself along the way, you know, uh, over my time working here. And, you know, I came in very bullish on, like, ah, why don't artists use YouTube? I don't get it. And, like, I'm starting to get it. And I'm starting to also see that w- what we're doing here is, is really awesome to try to change that. So I'm, I'm excited for the future of, of YouTube and artists for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much All for right, joining Ash. us, Ash. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Appreciate Take it. Take care. Right. Bye. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Great guest. Um, yeah. You know, anytime, anytime I feel like we can nail down somebody from YouTube to give us info, it's just, yeah. you know, it's it's so hard. I, you know, 
I hopefully it's changing, but I feel like in the past it's been hard to get great information out I, of YouTube. I agree, but I do think it is changing. Um, the conversations I've had with YouTube over the last six months have been awesome. One of the things I just encourage our, our viewers to check out is is YouTube for artists. Um, it, there's some really the great artists, insights there. Artists.youtube.com.com. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Check yeah. It go out. check that out. Um, yeah. You know, and 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 I love all the stuff that's in the pipeline. Just wish they fast track that pipeline. You know, some <laughs> of this stuff they've been talking about for yeah. for quite a few months here. And I'm yeah. I'm I'm listen. I love that that YouTube is a social network. I use it heavily yeah. on on the three sides of the coin podcast. But sure. I would love that it became a true community. That, that yeah, we, me too. We could explode it more than just answering some comments. Yeah. Um, yeah. The live function, please. You know, uh, let's let's get that going because I, I don't want to be beholden to basically Facebook to do all my live videos. I'd love to yeah. be able to do videos live on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What a great guest. Yep. So, um, do you have uh, a little? You need help with your social media strategy. I, I do, and and I'd like to talk about this really quickly because I'm seeing a little bit more of this recently. Um, if you don't have consistency surrounding all of your socials when you're launching a project, you may need help with your digital strategy. And what I mean by that is. I look at some artists' Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, whatever it is. There should be some kind of consistency there. Ideally, the same kind of imagery, uh, maybe from the same photo session or maybe even the same image or same artwork. You, you have a brand, and you want that brand to be consistent if somebody sees you on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. And I'm finding that some folks pay a little bit more attention to, say, Facebook, and that looks great. But you go to some of these other channels and they have images from a previous release or, it, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, they, they, it's they, a mess. They, they have a photo, a band photo from two years ago. Yeah, with a different the, member that's the, not yeah, in the, the band. Yeah, the lead guitarist isn't in the band anymore. Um, somebody else has, yeah, I see this all the time on YouTube. Uh, you know, I bet a lot of people don't know this. Your YouTube channel has an about section where you can put your bio in there. Most people never right. fill it out because they never go that deep in configuring your YouTube channel. But I, if they do, a lot of times it's a bio that's from five years ago. And it's just like, oh, my God, change it. Change it. Or, you know, because um, I, I, one of my clients is a venue, the contact information sometimes isn't even consistent from, that's a good point for bands yeah. from one to another i can't tell you how many times i've i've like gone to a facebook page found the contact information contacted them and they're like the person's like oh i don't work with that band anymore i stopped two years ago well fyi they got you listed on their facebook page as their contact um think about who's because here, think about this. Depending on how you ended that relationship with that person, they may or may not pass along that business inquiry to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. They That's may say, point. screw this tour that just made an offer for you to go to Japan. They they left me hanging for a couple grand. I'm yeah. not giving them any business. Exactly. You know, you got to, yeah, be consistent across everything. Consistent and, to your point, up to date. Up to date. Yep, yep, yep. exactly. All right, another uh, Music Biz Weekly podcast. 
Brought to you by Hypebot.com. Hype, hype You've got to check it out. We check, it's um, the best every source day, on the every web. Day when, I, when I wake up in the morning, I get my news. I'm always checking out Hypebot to see what's what's happening, what's what's going it's not, on. It's not, you know, the uh, it's it's the news and it's the facts. It's not, you know, like quick, some of these quick, other quick sites where it's sensationalized that, that, that or whatever. We recorded last week that I that I found on Hypebot. Pandora's going into the streaming business. Yeah. Excited? Yep. Well, that might be something for a, a future show soon. Yeah. Kick the tires on Kick that. Kick the tires on that one when it when it when it's available. So anyway, yeah. Um, com. Head over there, and uh, that's it. Till next week, Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We're out of here.